The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on Voice America. Today, we've got a great, both interviews are terrific. And this one, we're talking about performing under pressure. Most of us share the belief that there are individuals who are particularly gifted at rising to the occasion, who are able to perform beyond their expected abilities in moments of intense pressure. They ascribe to the mythology of the clutch player and reminiscence and reminisce about the 1978 postseason exploits of Mr. October, Reggie Jackson, or the inevitability of Michael Jordan's game-winning buzzer beater in Game 6 of the 1998 NBA Finals. But in fact... No one performs better under pressure. Pressure undermines performance in even the most elite performers, athletes, and executives. Even the legendary Michael Jordan consistently shot below his season average when the pressure went up. What we can do, however, is to utilize ways to perform up to the level of our ability. In this groundbreaking book by Henry Weisinger, Ph.D., and we call him Hank, his book is Performing Under Pressure. The Science of Doing Your Best When It Matters Most. Dr. Henry Weisinger, a world-renowned psychologist and pioneer in the field of pressure management, uh, explained to us what the science is behind the debilitating effects of pressure. And they give us empirical data. And he's written also this book with J.P. Paul Fry. Welcome, Hank. Hi, thanks for having me. Good to speak with you. Good, good. I don't know if I pronounced your co-author correctly, J.P. Paulo? Yeah, that's good. J.P. Paulo, right? All right. He would be happy to hear that. That's fine. Oh, well, good. All right. So you've written many books, and I've interviewed you other times on many of your other books. And my question is, why did you decide to do this book? I mean, you've talked about Nobody's Perfect, and you've spoken for many companies. Why this book now? Uh, a, I think the timing is is right in terms of what the the psychological desire is for the uh, working world. I think everybody is feeling uh, an enormous sense of pressure every single mm. every single day, mm. and it has been one of those subjects that um, has always been in my mind. I've had a whole bunch of experiences that have led me to. Uh, dealing and understanding and wanting to understand how people respond in a pressure moment from clinical experiences to the working world. So, you, know, you know, when you write a book, you also have to have the right structure, uh, how to make it accessible. And uh, in the process of thinking about this book for the last 25 years, as you mentioned, oh. I've written many others. So 
I had a few recent experiences a couple of years ago in the corporate world that helped me hone the subject matter in ways that I think it would be very helpful for yeah. people. Yeah. And, um, was and, you drew, and you drew on a survey of over 12,000 people, including Fortune 500 executives, CEOs, Navy SEALs, Olympic athletes, and others. So you, you yeah, really talked about that. Say it again? Yeah, and I mean, no, those are major players. Yeah, and I think the and others is the most important of, of that because it's the person, you know, it's the person in the street. It's the person who works. Mm. Uh, it's the person who works in a retail store in Madison Avenue and wakes up every single day thinking, can I meet my quota? Or the yeah. financial advisors, you know, yeah. looking for clients or an attorney starting out wondering if he or she is going to make it as a, you know, as a partner. Yeah. Or the person who just gets a pressure question and, you know, they're really put under pressure right there and then, and they've got to answer. That's another one. And, yeah, and how many times, I mean, just think in terms of yourself, in terms of, you know, you, when you first started out and doing interviews yeah. and how you have responded then to, you know, to, uh, to now. I know when I first started writing books, I'd get very nervous being on TV or having a, a radio interview or giving a presentation. And it took me years to realize, which became a way of reducing pressure, there's always going to be another opportunity. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And people should think like that. Because one of the things that happens in a pressure situation, and, you know, we, we use that word interchangeably with stress. There's a significant difference between pressure and uh, stress, and I have actually found that most people, even even academic researchers, confuse the two, and that creates a lot of havoc for, uh, you know, for people. So understanding the difference between stress and pressure is one of the contributions of the book. You know, I, I want to tell you something that happens to me, and I, I don't know where you categorize this, and I, I've seen it now twice with me is somebody will either bring up something upsetting or uh, corner me into an, an immediate answer. And, you know, I'll talk and I'll analyze the whole thing and I'll act wonderfully about it. So you don't know. But then, Henry or Hank, I'm losing things. I drop my glasses or I, I do something and I realize I've lost my center, something I've lost my gravity. Is that common? It's, it's very common. I mean, how many times have you seen um, politicians blank on things when they are interviewed or people, yeah, yeah. you know, you give a presentation? And what's happening in those situations is your thoughts are being distracted. Whatever you're supposed to be thinking about, yeah. you're, you're not. And when you think about something else, you know, somebody, you're, you're listening, giving an interview, and if you start to think, uh what is the audience thinking? How are they responding? Am I doing right. a good job? Well, you're going to forget the next question you wanted to ask. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can't be, yeah. you know, how much information? It's like everybody has like an iPad. It's yeah. working memory capacity. Yeah. And we store information on it. And when we start to worry about things, especially when they're out of our control, it takes up space on that, yeah. on that mental exactly. strategy yeah. we have. And then not so, key information. So how do you train people who work with them when they're under those very tough pressure situations? What do you say to them so that they can prepare? I mean, we never can really prepare, but we sort of can. So what, well, what do you say? Yeah, that's a good point that you can ever because 
you know, what I want, as you mentioned earlier, when you were introducing the subject, it's a real myth that people have where they think they're going to rise to the occasion. And first of all, understand what a pressure situation is. It's when you're in a moment where the outcome is dependent on your performance. You have something at stake. So when I'm giving a presentation, okay, that's a pressure moment. I want to do a good job. I have a lot at stake. And the outcome, whether I give a good presentation or not, is dependent on my performance. And most people in that situation do below their capability. And it's important for people to know, even if they do perform to their capability, it might not be good enough. So we have a championship basketball game tonight between Wisconsin and Duke. Just because Duke wins doesn't mean Wisconsin didn't play their best. It's just that they weren't good enough or vice versa. It's very different, though, when you perform way below your capability. Mm. Then you're not giving yourself a chance. And that's what pressure does. It's like a villain. It mm. attacks us. It makes us do below our, our capabilities. Mm. As, as well. So when you're asking what can we do, one of, one of the things... One of the pressure solutions, as I like to call them, is just to use a holistic word cue, which means when you're giving an interview, what's, come up with one word that would describe how you want to come across. Well, what, what, what might that word be? You mean as an interviewer? Yeah. You're, you're, so you're interviewing me. And let's say, you know, and the person's starting out and they're really nervous and so on. So it's just like when I would say to my son, yeah, okay, you're giving a presentation. What is one word that you would use to describe uh, you know, I, how you want to be when you give a presentation? I would, say, I would say that uh, the one word would be warm and friendly, or just warm, open, okay. engaged. So that would mean that I would tell you, I said, when you go in to do an interview, just remember warm. To your mind, yeah. that's a distracting thought. But it's not as distracting as five sentences in a row. What are people thinking of me? Am I asking the right Right. questions? Is this person like me? And so on. So the studies show that when you have one word or an image, a visual image, a metaphor, um, basketball players, for example, amateurs learn better when the instruction is make believe you're putting a cookie in a cookie jar rather than bend your legs, spin the ball, and so on. So, just, so when I do a presentation, my word is fun. I know that if I'm having fun, then I'm doing well, and most likely other people are enjoying the presentation as, you know, as well. So that would be one thing that you could yeah. that you so could do. It's just really you're, you're visualizing, you're imaging it, you're imaging and it. You're thinking of a word that's going to cue your how you how you want to act. So as soon as yeah. you say warm, you're going to fall into projecting a sense of warmth. Yeah, exactly. All right, what's another one that you can do? Well, another one that you can do is counterintuitive is to minimize the significance of the situation. In, in other words, I want viewers to understand that pressure derails you by attacking your thoughts, your physiology, zooms up your heart, uh, butterflies in the stomach, and it makes you act impulsively. So one way that you can combat that is to have the right mindset. What is the mindset of a person who does well in a pressure situation? Well, I'll tell you one thing. They're not saying to themselves, this is the most important thing in my life, that every, every athlete before the Super Bowl 
how do you deal with the pressure of the Super Bowl? The quarterbacks, like Joe Flacco, right before Baltimore Ravens won, he said it's just another game. Now, people in the media don't want to hear that. How can he say it's just another game? Well, that's what he's thinking. He's thinking, if I do the same as I do in all the other games, then we're going to win. So one of the things you can do is to minimize the importance of the situation because what happens in pressure situations is you actually exaggerate the importance yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, how many, how many most important tests did you take when you were in high school and college? You can't even remember how many. Yeah, and every exactly. test is the most important. Every interview is the most important. Every presentation. Well, that makes you do worse. But it's counterintuitive for the parents to say to their kids, ah, don't worry about the test. It's just another test. Mm-hmm. In reality, mm-hmm. that's what they should be saying as a way of reducing pressure. So the person calms down and then right. can perform to their capability. Right. Another part of the mindset right. is to anticipate. Because it, anticipate, anticipate, anticipate. So if the unexpected happens, you're ready. See, most people, they lose their composure. So you're giving a presentation and PowerPoint breaks. And all of a sudden, they become uh, flustered. You know, that happened to me in Houston once. It was an old, a, a summer storm, and the electricity went out. It was giving a presentation in a country club. But I had anticipated things like that. Played it out of my mind. What will I do? I did. And, well, so. you're just going to keep on talking. That's exactly what I, what I did. So anytime you go into a pressure moment, you should anticipate what are the things that could go wrong. What if this happens? Right. What if this happens? Because it gives right. you a sense of control. Right, people exactly. Who do well in a, right. People who do well in a pressure situation feel that they are in control of the situation. Mm-hmm. That's why they don't get rattled. All right. We're going to take a break on that note. Then we're going to come back, and I'm going to ask you how you would apply that to getting a new job or possibly getting a new client where, you know, you ask some tough pressure questions. So, again, um, we're very excited to have on today uh, Henry Weisinger, Hank, we call him, Henry Weisinger, and he's the co-author of Performing Under Pressure, The Science of Doing Your Best When It Matters Most. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What can you find on Get Real Radio? Well, quite honestly, who you really are. Join host James Robinson each week for a program designed to reveal more about yourself and your world through words of wisdom and profound guests. You'll discover more about the spiritual movement and how it can work with you and alert you to problems you may not be aware of. It will educate, titillate, and enlighten your mind. Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week. Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. 
Family Matters with Dr. Virginia Collin will focus on building and maintaining healthy family relationships. We will discuss marriage, divorce, family mediation, parenting, lifestyles, and mental health, all kinds of family matters. Our show will feature guest experts and your participation, too. You can listen to Family Matters live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is one 866 472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are talking to Hendry, call him Hank, Weisinger, Ph.D., and his new book is Performing Under Pressure, The Science of Doing Your Best When It Matters Most. Henry Weisinger is the best-selling author of Nobody's Perfect, He's a world-renowned psychologist and pioneer in the field of pressure management. He has consulted with and developed programs for dozens of Fortune 500 companies and government agencies and taught in executive education and executive MBA programs at Wharton, UCLA, NYU, and MIT. Dr. Weisinger has been a guest on Today, Good Morning America, and Oprah, and his articles have appeared in the Wall Street Journal and national publications as well. Welcome back, Hank. Well, impressive. <laughs> well, the, uh, it's an important subject, and I love talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about people. I'm going to give you two situations. One, you're in that interview for that fabulous job, and you're down to the wire, and uh, you're under pressure. Or you're with that you know, big company that you're trying to get as a client, and you're in negotiation, and you've got to impress them, and you're under pressure. Uh, how do you handle that? Well, there's, again, a lot of ways. We already covered a few. So if you're having a big interview tomorrow or a big client meeting, one of the things that you were doing the night before is to anticipate every possible thing that they could be asking, all the things, all the unexpected things that could go wrong. And the more you anticipate and work out your solutions, the more confident you will feel. Once you walk into that room, one of the things we often do not pay attention to is just our body posture. You know, there was a reason that the Marine uh, drill sergeant would say, stand up straight. Uh, because when you stand up straight, you change the, the physiology, brain chemistry, and you actually end up projecting and feeling more confident. So, you know, paying attention to that is very, very uh, uh, important. I think other things to do in terms of the mindset, again, is to think of, if you think this is the most important client and I have to be better than I usually am, you're going to do worse. So all you really need to be thinking is, just like what I tell my daughter when she has an interview, she's been very successful in retail. Every time she has an interview, her anxiety will start to go up and I will tell her and my son, just be yourself. Now, that's hard to do, but when I give a presentation, once I realize, hey, I'm going to talk about what is important to me, I'm just going to be myself, then, because that's the best I can do, then I start uh, becoming what I think much, much more 
uh, effective rather than trying to meet the expectations of how I should be, how I should be acting. I think another thing a person should do is to realize that when they're anxious before an interview, that that's okay. That mm-hmm. the anxiety, and then I'll tell you the most important thing, that the anxiety they can start to use as a signal that they're going into a situation and start to think of them, start to think of it as that they're excited rather than nervous. Now, this is the most important point. Do you perceive the interview or the client as an opportunity or as a threat? Yeah. I would it's say very important. Okay, yeah, so very important. Yeah, I was on a TV show the other day, and yeah. the the uh, I said to the person, just like I said to you earlier, you know, years ago I would be nervous. I said I'm not nervous. I see this as an opportunity. This is yeah. fun. Yeah. So one of the things that when you have that big interview is you have to have the mindset of not seeing it as threatening because if you see it as threatening, you don't like to approach something that is threatening. Yeah. You, you, you want to approach something that is fun, that is an opportunity. Then you become enthusiastic. So anytime somebody goes into a pressure moment, they should be thinking, do I perceive this situation as an opportunity or as a threat? And let me give you a do you, a do you think also, Do you think also, Hank, that whole idea of the win-win you know, how can this be a win for me and a win for them? So you're you're thinking of their advocacy as well, but also your own. What do you think? Well, I, 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 think, I think that's an important point when you are in, like, a pressure communication, like a negotiation. Right. Where how you communicate is going to impact the outcome. Then mm-hmm. I think that is very, very, um, you know, important. Because what you're doing then is you're not making it threatening to the other person as well. When you make, when you create a win-win, you're saying, "Hey, this is opportunities for, for both of us." And when a person says, "Well, if you go in, I mean, if if you go into a big presentation and you're nervous, what is the sensation in your stomach? How would you describe it?" Oh, it's like butterflies in the pit of my stomach, or grabbing. I feel like somebody's punching me, like little okay. punches in my stomach. Okay. Now, what do you think a person who He's experiencing that in his, in his or her stomach in terms of the phys- physiology. What do you think they're saying to themselves? Well, they're feeling, they're for me, it's, it's like fun. almost a danger. There's like a, there's like a danger. Uh-oh. Exactly. Uh-oh. Yeah. So then. Yeah. I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to be attacked. That's yeah. right. So that now you can challenge that. This is ridiculous. I'm not going to be attacked. This is an opportunity. So another yeah. thing I'm saying for people before that interview and before that uh, presentation, if you are physically feeling the butterflies in your stomach, use that sensation as a signal that it's time to talk differently to yourself because the way you're talking is not helping. It's making the situation worse. And that's self-talk, isn't it, Hank? I mean, because we all do it. You know, we all feel threatened. I mean... yeah. And Patricia, that's the beauty of it. Since you're talking mm-hmm. to yourself anyway, yeah. you've got to talk to yourself in a way that is going to help you. Think in terms of your ancestors. See, that's like primal pressure. For your ancestors, going into that that unknown situation... Yeah, they, fought, they fear flock, right? They would, they would yeah, hit it, you it, or they'd it, run. It, it was danger. You know, yeah. this is a, where did the expression do or die come from? Yeah. Because in early pressure moments, it was do or die. But not now. 
If, yeah. if you don't make the sales presentation, you're not dying. You're just being yeah. irrational when you right. say, oh, my life is over. When your daughter comes home from school and says, oh, my life is over. I didn't get into an Ivy League school. You would tell her you're being ridiculous. And yet that's yeah. what we all say to ourselves if we have a bad mm-hmm. presentation, if we don't do a right. good interview, and, you know, and so on. It's, prim- it's a primal, primal yeah. pressure and reaction yeah. is what I call it. Yeah. It was useful 20,000 years ago. It's not useful today. Right, because then it was fight or flee, right? You either exactly. you know, hit the slingshot or you ran away. That's right. So, yeah, this is so such helpful information. So people should use in their language, this is an opportunity, this is fun. A manager should say to his or her staff, this is an opportunity, not like this is a problem. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's ways of befriending the, the moment, thinking in multiple opportunities, thinking, you know, I would say to my kids, you know, if you don't get this, just remember, there's always another test. There's always another interview. There's always another mm-hmm. job. I was speaking to a bunch of financial advisors in Montreal, and one young guy says, how do you handle the pressure of calling a girl for the first time that you really like? He said, that's a lot of pressure for me. Before I could even give a response, another young guy, about four or five years older, uh, yelled out, just remember, there's another thousand girls waiting for the same call. And everybody laughed. He's right. It was true. Exactly. Exactly. And here's another interesting strategy. Let's say you have an interview tomorrow or or you're taking SATs, as I'm talking to parents now as well is that studies show if you write down your feelings, your anxieties the night before the pressure mm-hmm. moment, you mm-hmm. actually do better. And the science is because you know, you got it out of your system. you got all that worry. It's like mm-hmm. when you're talking to one of your friends about something in your life and you're in a problem, whatever, and then after a while you say, you know what, I'm sick of talking about this already. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. By writing mm-hmm. it out, you get yourself to be sick of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We have about three minutes left. So what would you, what's your message? What do you want to leave our listeners with today, Hank? If they get nothing else, if that's the I main want, points for performing under pressure. I want people to realize that uh, there are many myths we hold about pressure. One is that people rise to the occasion, that it makes us more creative. Uh, that is all a myth, that pressure is a villain. And it sabotages our success. It bends our ethics. Uh, it causes us to do things that we don't like to do. Think of peer pressure, for example. It isn't just about performing in the moment. It is the concept of how pressure derails us. Its evolutionary function was to weed us out. So I want people to know that as the world becomes more competitive, that that you, the, you, everybody's best strategy is always to do your best. But sometimes your best isn't good enough. The student can come home and they got an A on a test and they have a phenomenal uh, SATs and everything great and they still got rejected from an Ivy League school. But they have no chance if they don't do their best. So I don't want people to handicap themselves by doing below their capabilities because of the psychological pressure. Uh, I want people not to rise to the occasion. The idea is that if you manage your pressure, it increases your chances to be confident, optimistic, tenacious, Mm. and enthusiastic. And those are the attributes that allow us to do our best 
every single day. Fabulous. How can people find your book? They can find the book by going to Amazon.com. They can see the audio version, the Kindle condition. Uh, Edition, rather. Condition, I showed you what my mind is. And um, they can go into all the bookstores. Okay. Again, my I guest has like been... It. It's a good right. read. I think it makes a good contribution. Oh, well, I thank you so much for coming on the program. It's been really Thanks great. All right, Henry me. Weisinger, Performing Under Pressure, The Science of Doing Your Best When It Matters Most. Thanks, Hank. Stand on the line for a second. Thanks so much. All right, folks, uh, we'll be on with our next guest right after the break, right here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.